Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about a flat service rate or an hourly service rate that you should charge customers for certain things that you're going to do at the pool. And I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with. So I'm going to go over some of the ins and outs of a service rate. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Setting your hourly rate can be difficult and something that a lot of people struggle with. I think the easiest way to set your hourly rate is to find a local plumbing company and see what they charge per hour in your area. And then you want to set your rate close to that because plumbers will do a lot of the same things you will do in some cases. They can actually, you know, unclog a pool line. They can uh, do basic plumbing at the pool equipment if necessary. So I think the closest kind of field with pool service would be the plumber's rates. And in my area, they charge anywhere from 90 to $100 per hour. And since every area of the nation is a little bit different, find out what your local plumber charges. And then you want to set your hourly rate according to that. You can also find out what Leslie's pool supply charges to come out there and do something per hour. And that's a good way to also set your hourly, hourly rate. You want to kind of be in the range of people around you. You don't want to be the lowest person. And you probably don't want to be the highest person. You want to be somewhere in the middle. So setting the hourly rate is important. And having a good hourly rate is also something that you're going to need when you do certain jobs out there for the customer where you're going to have to calculate the job by hour versus the job by a flat rate. And so there are certain things that, of course, you want to bid flat rate because you're not sure if you're going to spend more time there or less time. And it's much easier to bill a customer a flat rate for certain services or certain repairs, and it's better to bill per hour for certain things. I'll give you an example. Let's say a customer calls you and they're having a party, and maybe there was a windstorm recently. The pools aren't quite dialed in, but they want you to do a special cleanup. That's when you would want to do your hourly rate for that because you don't know if it's going to take you an hour or an hour and a half to clean up that pool, and it's hard to tell the customer, yeah, I can do that for you and give them a flat number because you don't know how long it's going to take. So if it's less than an hour, you still charge the full hourly rate, by the way. So let's say you charge $95 an hour, and it takes you an hour and a half to clean that pool. Well, then you would charge the customer $150 for that. And if you quoted them, you know, I'll, I'll come over for 100 and you realize that you quoted them too less, and you spent more time there, then you lose money. So that's when the hourly rate kind of comes in handy. When you're doing small things, let's say that they have a, a, a multi-port valve, and it's leaking water out of the drain. And of course, that's probably the spider gasket. So you're going to take that apart, put a new spider gasket in there, scrape out the old one, may take some time. And so this is when you would use your hourly rate in that case, because you don't know exactly how long it will take you. If it takes you an hour or less, then you would charge them the $95. 
takes you more time, you would charge them more. So for little things where you're not sure exactly how long it's gonna take, let's say they have a temp sensor that went bad and you're gonna come replace that. Well, then there's your hourly rate right there because it may take you about 25 or 30 minutes to do all that. Put the new one in, put the new wires in, and it may take you less than that. And that's when you charge them the hourly rate. Now, if you have a service customer that's a regular customer, you may want to discount the service rate. My AC guy does this to me sometimes when he comes out for something minor. If he's here for less than an hour, he'll actually discount the hourly rate down for me a little bit. You can do that same with the customer. So if you're putting a temp sensor into a customer's pool, it's one of your service accounts. It takes you 20 minutes. You can discount your hourly rate down, maybe the 60 bucks or something like that, and charge them for the part. It's up to you if you want to offer discounts on your hourly rate or not to your regular customers. But I think it's important to have that available to them because they do pay you a weekly service fee to clean the pool and it may pay to give them a little bit of a discount on your hourly service rate. Here's where the hourly service rate really comes in handy and this is for customers that call you to come back to the pool for little things like my automatic cleaner is not working. I know you were here two days ago but can you swing back around and get it working because I really like the pool being cleaned all week. In that case, the hourly service rate really comes in handy to teach the customers that your time is valuable and for you to come back around is going to cost them money. So Carl of Pool Ninja had this tip and I think it's really effective. What he'll do is he'll go back to the customer or send his employee back there to get the cleaner working and then he'll invoice them for $95 or $100 and he'll zero out the invoice saying that as a courtesy, the service charge was zeroed out and if of course if you need us to come back again there's a service charge that is applied to your account for a return visit during the week that's not part of the regular service day and that way the customer kind of you know a light bulb will go off in their head they're not going to be calling you back there every month for something minor because they know that you're going to charge them for it the next time so i think the hourly service rate is a great way to remind the customer that your time is valuable. And I think this method is highly effective in showing the customer that your time is valuable. So you may wanna do this next time you get a customer that calls you back to do something minor. But for you, you're driving out of your way, out of your day to get there and time is money, especially now with everything being so expensive. So I definitely would recommend sending him an invoice and zeroing it out saying that for this time it was a courtesy revisit. But in the future, you're going to charge X amount every time you come out to the pool to do something that's not your service day. And I think if you're doing anything out there that, that's extra for the customer, you definitely should charge your hourly rate or, of course, give them a discount if you wanted to on your hourly rate. You can't do things for free for people because of the economic situation right now. I mean, if you order a pizza, they'll charge you for every little extra thing you want. Um, Little Caesars will charge you for even the Parmesan cheese when you order a pizza because everything costs money for the business and you're in the same position where everything you do costs money now. So you can't go back to the customer and get their automatic cleaner working and spend 15 minutes there without really getting paid for it. And these are important factors. If a customer wants you to reprogram their automated system, there should be a service charge of some kind for that. You may, again, want to discount it for a regular customer. A lot of times you get a call from someone that wants something minor done. Let's say that they have a leaking backwash piston. They want it replaced. I mean, you're going to have to charge a service rate for that because a plumber going to do a minor job will also charge you their full $95, especially if you have a clogged toilet 
or a clogged sink. They're going to snake it for you and clean the drain. It's something that takes them 10 minutes. They're going to charge you the $95 for their time because they drove over there. They were able to perform the work because they have the expertise and you pay for that. No one complains about it when you have a toilet that's clogged or a sink that's clogged and a plumber clears it in 10 or 15 minutes. You pay him the full $95. And the same thing for you when someone has a leaking backwash piston. You go there, you change the O-rings, get everything working in about 10 minutes and you charge them for the O-rings and you charge them $95. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that because you did the job and you were able to get everything working for them. And the hourly rate includes the first hour, the time you drive over there, the time it takes for you to diagnose the problem, and you should be, of course, paid for that. There's a famous story with Henry Ford. He got an invoice for $10,000 from General Electric for work done, troubleshooting one of his generators, and he asked for an itemized invoice. So the engineer from the work, his name was Charles Steinmetz, he sent the invoice. It said, making the chalk mark on the generator, $1.00. Knowing where to make the mark, $9,999. And Ford actually paid the bill. So this is something that your expertise in an area, even though it may take you a minute or five minutes to do the job, you're going to have to build a customer for that because that's a service call. That's time out of your day. You set a schedule for that stop. Maybe you drove 10 minutes out of your way to get there and you're going to get paid for that. So You can't go out and do a job and say, oh, you know, I just give me 20 bucks for it because you can't make money in this world doing that. Everyone charges money. When I hire an electrician to change a GFI on one of my rentals and he charges me $150, yes, I know it only takes 10 minutes to do it, but he has a skill to make sure it's done right up to code and it's something that I don't have time to do. And so I'll pay that even though if I did have the time to do it, I can go over there and change the GFI out. And this is something that you have to learn about your service is that you have value. You add value to the customer that can't do that particular job or doesn't have time to do the job or expertise. Even though it may be something simple for you to perform, it may be extremely complicated for the customer. He doesn't know how to change the backwash piston O-rings or when to replace the piston because even changing the O-rings may not work. You assess the backwash piston You'll know the age of it, the lifespan of it, the fact that if you just replace the O-rings in this case, the handle may snap off the next time they backwash it. And so that expertise is something that has value. At my son's school of music, they have this clip hanging in the wall and someone called a six-man band for a wedding to do four hours of music. And the the people that run the band said, oh, it's going to be $2,000. So he, he got really upset, the person who wanted to hire them for the wedding and he said two thousand dollars you're just musicians and, he, and they said okay call a local plumber ask for a six-man team and to do a four-hour job and then i will match whatever they're going to charge you for that and i think that definitely says something about of course they're musicians and they should get paid for the service and you're a pool pro and you should get paid for your expertise in the field and i keep emphasizing that because a lot of pool pros don't really value their expertise, even on small jobs. You know, if a rainbow chlorinator is leaking, someone calls you after the fix it, you pretty much know that it's just the tubing. It's, you know, a $10 part, and it's your expertise that knows exactly how to replace that tubing, what's causing the problem, 
and that's something that you should get paid for. So it's one of those things where you have value out there, and I have to emphasize that because a lot of pool pros don't think they have the value and don't charge a hourly service rate, which really brings down the industry because if you're going to that customer later and they tell you, well, my guy never charged me for this or never charged me for that, and that sets the bar pretty low for the next pool guy that goes out to that account. So I think I got the point across. I'm sorry if I spent a long time on that, but I think it's important. Now the flat rate billing should be something similar to what your hourly rate would be. So if you're quoting someone to do a pump install, you know it's going to take you at least two hours minimum, sometimes three hours if you run into problems. I mean, if you're really good at it, you can do it quicker. Sometimes looking at it before you bid it. So I like to have the customer send a picture of it so that they can get an idea. You can get an idea of how difficult it will be to do that job and how long it will take. But the flat rate billing will also eliminate problems for you. So you, you want to bid usually higher so that if you spend three hours on a two-hour job, you're going to get paid for it. I find the, the flat rate billing is easier for a lot of cases. When I go to my local mechanic, they actually use a software program and he shows me the screen when I go there because I'm a regular customer. And so if he has to put um, something in, like when he did the timing chain one time on my Nissan, he showed me this computer program and it shows how many hours it typically takes to put the timing chain in. And that way I know that he's actually being honest with the hourly rate. And I think people will kind of know from other quotes they get based on what you quote him for a pump install or a heater install that you're charging him correctly because something like a heater install also requires you to remove the old one. Depending on how old it is, it's really heavy, it's time-consuming. You have to do a lot of um, intricate work when you're putting a heater in. I think they can't do it themselves. And if they hire a plumber to do it, he would charge very similar to what you would charge to put the heater in. So don't sell yourself short when you're bidding fixed rate either. You want something that's going to be reasonable for your hourly rate, plus the part markup, the retail price. And you should do fairly well with repairs if you price them correctly. Now, if you're undercutting yourself by not charging enough for the repairs, really sit down and think about, you know, how much time and effort it takes you out of your day to do that. Maybe call another pool company and ask them, how much does it cost to put a pump in? Some will be higher than others. Some will be lower. Again, I think calling Leslie's Pool Supply or talking to the manager there, if you have a Leslie's account, asking him how much it would cost to send them out there to do it. We'll give you a good idea how much it would cost to put it in in your area. And I think you want to match your area for the pricing. You don't want to be the highest person again because you're probably not going to get a lot of a lot of service calls. You definitely don't want to be the lowest person because then you leave too much money on the table. Being right in the middle somewhere is, I think, something you should be shooting for. And a lot of times you don't know what the bid in your area for something until you call somebody or ask somebody. And I think it's important that if you're bidding something and you don't know what, what you're bidding, the price or the price should be, you should definitely contact someone and ask them how much they would charge. Even call a local plumbing company and ask them, hey, how much would you charge to do the gas line and plumbing for a, a gas heater? And they'll tell you what they charge, and that's what you're going to probably charge the customer yourself. Maybe call two or three plumbers because there may be a range of that. And it's also very area-specific. We charge different for our installs here in California than maybe someone in Texas or Florida. If you're back east where the season's shorter, you're definitely going to charge a premium because services at a premium in those areas. So check locally what someone would charge and you know, your local plumber or Leslie's Pool Supply 
is a great place to get the prices. It's good to know a good plumber and use them for your house and get to know them well enough to where you can share pricing I and mean, they can share their pricing with you so that it's not you're not cold calling a plumber. So I have two plumbers that I use in my area and you know I can get a quote from them anytime I want. And it's one of those things where it comes in handy to know what they charge for something. My HVAC guy is also a good resource for how much I would charge for something. You know, when he put a new motor into my air conditioner, which by the way is something that I could have probably done myself because it's super easy working on the air conditioner, I think, from watching him do it. But of course, I don't have time to do that. So I hired him and the markup he charged me on the motor was something similar to what we would do in the pool industry. So I know that he was within range, but get to know other repairmen or service people in your area. Use them on your personal residence and get to know their pricing so you can know that you're pricing things correctly in your area. Because I know from experience myself making these mistakes, you can really short sell yourself if you don't charge enough for the services that you offer. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find them on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. You can go on the banner, click on the podcast icon, and with over a thousand episodes, there's definitely something there for you to listen to. And if you want to join my coaching program, you can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.